right. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. And I have a returning guest. I'm very excited for him. Scott Levi Jones, man. What's up? Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's uh, awesome. I've actually become a legitimate fan of Porch Talk. Hey, um, <laughs> we're here for it. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I, I, uh, I work like construction work. I build kitchen cabinet type stuff. And it's like shop work, kind of. So I can put in headphones and listen to podcasts. And I uh, started listening to Porch Talk since we went on it, and man, I've discovered a ton of good music. Man, that uh, that is, that's all I've ever wanted. Like uh, when I when I don't have the musicians on, I like having my buddies, and we're just trying to make sense of the world and laugh a little bit. But uh, music discovery is certainly my passion. Even not just the music. Like I listened to that last episode of that voice actor you had on. Oh yeah, that was super interesting. Um, Man, even even your ones that aren't music related, but the Daxatines, dude, never knew about them. Yeah, and man, I could do, I could do countless episodes of just talking about those guys, man. When I think about where I'm from, like West Alabama, and the sound, that's Daxatines. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of bands that are very close to that, but it's that is just. Yeah, that's it, like right. That's, that's like what it is, yeah. and it's crazy. There's, I'm finding out that like, there's so much music that's come out of Alabama that I just love. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, right now, like Mobile's a hotbed. You had the Red Clay Strays taking off. A. Partridge, he's a singer songwriter folk guy. Uh, he's hitting his stride, and uh, Early James in the latest. You know, he's uh, he signed with Easy Eye. Yeah. And Birmingham is just loaded. Uh, Taylor Hollinsworth and Will Stewart. I'm, I, if I went naming, I'd leave somebody out. But yeah. and then the Huntsville Florence Muscle shows. Uh, I think Alabama is uh, silly with it. Yeah, it seems that way. It's it's crazy. It's everything seems to be good coming out of there. Um, but yeah, man, I just love listening to the the podcast. Well, dude, I I, I surely appreciate it. I mean, it's that's. That's it's fulfilling its mission statement right there with what yeah. you said, buddy. And you're always like, I hit you up, and you're like, Yeah, let's do it. You're just it seems like you're nonstop with it. So I try to be. Uh, man, if I could do an episode like Monday through Friday, I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've I really do enjoy doing it, and uh, man, just the opportunities it's it's opened up for me. It's opened a lot of doors for people who has come on the show. Yeah, uh, you you never know what'll happen. And um, hopefully nothing bad to where somebody stalks you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it could happen, but who knows? It's nice to be in Starkville. I'm pumped. I'm, it's cool. You got a place here now. So. Yeah. The, the last time that we had met, it was uh, it was out at uh, it was out on Mars at the uh, the McGowan Art yeah. Retreat. Uh, Caleb Hudson uh, really really put that together for us. Yeah. Uh, Y'all played at Dave's last night? We played at Dave's last night. And Y'all are becoming the stable. Well, man, we love it here, and uh, it's been really cool this last couple Mississippi shows we've done. We did one in Jackson. Um, we're playing uh, Durant tonight. I was saying Durant, but I was corrected earlier. I guess it's Durant. I'm going to be honest. I've been, I've been saying Durant. Have you? But it's yeah. it's like uh, just south of here is it's uh, there's Louisville, and, oh, really? then, and yeah. then in Kentucky it's, it's Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, yeah, and it's spelled the same. And but I mean they will mad. they will chastise yeah. you like that. And if you say it right, they love you. They yeah. just accept you. They're like he's one of ours now. Yeah, and uh, I, and that's so crazy, man. Like <laughs> I grew up like in this area, and I had been called it Louisville forever. And then you yeah. meet somebody from there, yeah. like no, nah, try yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's been awesome. I mean, we had uh, we had people drive a good distance to see us play in Jackson, and then last night we had some people drive like two hours to see us. Yeah, and that was the first time I've ever had people like drive a good way to see see us play. What uh, what was it? Had they seen you somewhere else, and they saw that you they were saw near? us in Jackson, and they live close to Jackson, and then we had. In Jackson, there were some people who saw us at Dave's and drove to Jackson. Um, so we're kind of getting people bouncing back and forth. 
That's yeah. good, man. Uh, I know Caleb. I mean, I know these are some of his stomping grounds, but yeah. uh, uh, man, getting down here and being able to play, uh, like I've I played all over the state, and it, it's just that you'll see a lot of the same faces, and and, yeah. they'll, put, and they'll put some miles down. Yeah, to see they're you. like wanting wanting good music and. And it's funny because I've never had someone say, I drove two hours for you. And, like, my first reaction is, you did what? Like, <laughs> why the heck would you? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to do that. I try to play it cool, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it don't sit right. Yeah, right? yeah I know. It's, it's like, like, whoa. I, I mean, I, I do that for, like, big bands that, that I know and love. You did that for me? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. and um, But it's cool. And it definitely makes it so many times when you're playing music. I go back and forth with music, like, or just art in general. Like, I think a lot of artists, you, you hear artists talk about how um, it's so important what they're doing. Um, there's so much, so much that I'm just like, is art even important? I know it is, but mm-hmm. like, I kind of look, look at art as a luxury in a sense. Like, I feel like if you're living in a flourishing society, you can pursue it and but some some of the best art obviously comes out of hard times yeah uh, i mean and that's been a kick i've been on for the past couple of months uh just thinking about the state of mississippi or like uh i've been listening to like a lot of ruben and his talks and he's talking about uh i, I love this conversation about uh, making art for yourself and whenever you begin to try making art whether it be a song or a you know a, a visual piece or whatever that is if you're doing it for somebody else it becomes commerce yeah and I think oftentimes I mean it's so easy for us to forget that when we're picking up the pen or the the guitar or banjo or whatever it is that we're doing like of uh, what what was the motivation behind uh, what we're trying to accomplish yeah <clears throat> that definitely gets tough in Nashville. Like Nashville is very much, uh, you know, what hit are we gonna write, and you know, mm-hmm. is this gonna sell? Or, and I ultimately I think that's why the best stuff comes from hard times, probably because people are genuinely just doing it for what it is. Yeah, I'm just the the state that we're in, man. Of the blues, of. I mean, those were old field songs and spirituals, and then eventually an instrument was brought to it. And I mean, look at the blues now. I mean, it completely changed the entire yeah. world and the way that we uh, think about music all the way up to rock and roll. Yeah. I always think, like, if there was a famine, no one would be crying out, like, I need a song. You know what I mean? But at the same time, that's probably when the best songs are written. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, man, like, I've been noticing that you have been picking up the, the banjo lately. Is that a new venture? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the early beginnings of, of trying my hand at banjo. What uh, what made you want to do that? I recently bought a banjo myself. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think my parents actually bought my brother a banjo for Christmas, like, a long time ago. And um, I just wanted something new to shake things up. I just feel like I was sitting down with my guitar and just like kind of recycling a lot of ideas and I needed something to shake it up and the last time I went home I found that banjo and stole it and brought it to Tennessee and trying it out you know it's 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 I'm having the most trouble with like singing and playing yeah I've I had Ryan Munson, he owns Munson Brothers. That's where Porch Fest will be, April 12th and 13th, for those of you listening. I'd love for you to come. It's a free event. Uh, there'll be music and comedy and live art, like whatever's happening on stage. We're going to have someone there painting it. Heck yeah. So I wanted to have like all the art forms kind of represented there in one place. But um, Ryan picked up the banjo first, and then he picked up a guitar. And then I, I had mentioned Abe Partridge earlier, who I think is a great folk singer-songwriter, and one thing that I've noticed about uh, A. Partridge songs is it's, there's not a whole lot of complexity, but it's the it's the approach and the, yeah. it's the picking hand that makes it uh, set itself apart from yeah. any other song. And when I got to listen to both of those guys, I realized something. 
they're banjo players yeah. that learn to play guitar. Yeah. And so everything that they learn how to do, claw hammer or whatever yeah. style of picking that they learn how to do on the banjo, they just brought it right over to the guitar. Yeah. And so when I was listening to their music, I was like, that's what that is. Yeah. And I was like, if I want to step into that style, and like you said, man, there's so many times when I'm just playing guitar. I mean, it's the same chords, it's the same picking patterns, and I just felt like I was in a rut, and I didn't feel like I had anything new. And I was like, man, I got, I'm just on this. Yeah. I'm in this rut. I got to get out. Yeah. And uh, banjo helps that. It seems to. Uh, the weird thing is, like, if you're playing a picking pattern on guitar, you know, whatever you're picking, it's usually that same pattern throughout the whole song. With banjo, it's like every time you change a chord, you got to swap up the pattern so you hit the right notes, and it's like, uh, it's, a, it's a learning curve. But um, I played for the first time live last night with the banjo. Oh, so, yeah. how'd it go? It went good. I got a humbucking pickup for it, and I don't know if I got a dud or what, but I hadn't been able to get it to come out on the amplifier, so we mic'd it, which was a little bit of a pain, but it was good. I had my buddy Lorenzo, who he just plays everything. I mean, anything with strings he can pick up and play, and he was telling me, you know, go out and play live with it even if you feel like you're not ready because like you want to have some kind of connection with the instrument and playing live does that and i think he was right there there is something about it yeah for sure it's it's one thing like when you leave the bedroom and you're out in front of people yeah it makes a difference yeah well dang uh dave stark course last night i was working at munson's last night i knew you were coming to town (laughs) i hate i wasn't able to make the show brother i've been uh i've been wanting to see y'all live i love uh anytime y'all post the videos up on uh up on instagram i love watching y'all play thanks man dave's is uh wild it's like you know you always have to spend the morning recovering (laughs) voice is always shot and it's a long gig it's a a three-hour set three-hour set and just rowdy you know everyone's really rowdy there so um we we were like we gotta have more rowdy songs what are we doing (laughs) caleb's like play the slow ones i'm like i don't think they want the slow ones yet (laughs) (laughs) faster 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 um that's that's always tough it 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 alleviates it a lot when you have a band but uh doing, doing those solo sets is uh man i always try to think of it like as a roller coaster and so i'll build the set up and i'll be like let's bring them up let's bring them down yeah, yeah. just let's weave it the whole night but a lot of times if you if you do a couple fast ones in a row like what you're talking about yeah people get to moving you don't want to get off that train yeah you can stop them and you know something you don't want to play the slow ones and have people talk over it because you know the song's slow ones you really got to pay attention to to get the full you know mm-hmm. um but it depends. I mean, that's just dive bar gigs. That's how they go. And, yeah. Um, I love playing slow songs on, like, when we go to Martin's um, in Jackson, like, playing slow songs on great that stage is great. It's just awesome sound system. and um, Yeah. And then we're going on to Memphis on Sunday. Where at? Uh, Hernando's. Okay. Yeah. That, that's probably big on another, uh, another rowdy one. Is it? Yeah, I, I haven't been to Hernando's Hideaway yet. We're doing a brunch set, though, so... Maybe um, not so rowdy then. Yeah, so maybe a little laid-back blues brunch, um, even though we're not really blues. But Caleb's got some some blues in him. Man, it, when I, uh, Memphis, uh, of course you go to Bill Street, you can step in any bar there and you can hear the blues, but you go to, like, Midtown and, like... Um, the musicians I know up there, and I'm fortunate enough to have had on this show, like a Star and Massey and those guys, and a couple other different guys. They're not blues guys. They're not blues players. Yeah. You know, it's a little mix of a uh, little bit of everything, like you would find anywhere else. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Have you ever been to F. Jones in Jackson? Have not. Man, that it was one of the best experiences of my life. It's insane. It's like. The the only time that I, I've really felt like this is the blues and like it's the most authentic blues experience. So we play Martins, we get done around one 
in the morning and we the past couple times have went over to f jones and uh it's crazy it's just like these blues guys playing and you know they'll do cover songs turn them into blues songs they won't really actually even know the words they'll just be like it's something like this and (laughs) and it's it's incredible um we like f jones corner that's what it is f jones corner um and yeah it's been really i i never feel like i got to witness the blues until i came to mississippi yeah uh man uh it was in bentonia i think i told this story before but uh twice a year they'll do the, the anniversary festival in september to celebrate the blue front cafe remaining to be open i think it, it's at like 58 years now and then in June and July is just the Blues Festival itself, celebrating the Bentonian style. And people will come from all over the world yeah. to be there, to see Jimmy Duck Holmes and uh, whoever. I mean, he's had uh, Bobby Rush, who's a three-time Grammy winner now. He'll, he'll come down and play. And um, I'm trying to remember if it was a guy from Britain or Japan but uh, the way that they talk about Mississippi is like it's bigger than the blues. It's like if you want to understand the world, you have to go to Mississippi. And I was like, good grief, what a statement. <laughs> That's a big statement, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it is just the, this part of the South is like you can't really experience it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do feel like there's a lot of, just as far as like music as what it is it's just it's just music here anything you want to see you can find and mm-hmm. the origins of music you know american music in that sense like you can just see how it branches off and becomes what it becomes um but yeah i love mississippi love alabama um Hey, I've got to get some Birmingham shows in you. Yeah, man, I'm trying. We're trying to book a ton of, ton of gigs. We've got, we're playing a lot of new places this spring and summer. What's um, that like? Do you feel like things are getting easier for you? Uh, or is it still an uphill climb? It's still an uphill climb. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, booking gigs has become easier, um, but. You know, I'm still in that weird stage where I'm working a full-time job. So, you know, we'll be running real hard this weekend. I'll get home, just enough time to sleep, and then wake up at... I get up at, like, 4.30 in the morning, Uh Monday through Friday. So it's going to be, you know, the week. I really don't get back to full steam till like, Wednesday. That's about the time I catch up. Um... What is that like? That that weekly grind, getting up at four thirty, going to work, and I mean, practically regular life. Of when do you find time, like in the evenings, or of one of those little lightning rod moments hits where you, I, I got to pick up my instrument. Well, the nice thing is, since I get up early, I get off work at like three. Okay, so you still kind of so I, I got time when I get home and. I've slowed down on uh, weeknight gigs. I used to play gigs like I'd stay out till midnight and then get four hours of sleep and work all day and do it again. And um, I mean, eventually, that just it got to the point I I passed out driving home from work one day and totaled my car and I just was like, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like when I was twenty one, it was like. As you get older. Easy, but, like, I just, I need sleep now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, writing, I feel like I haven't been writing as much. Uh, I'm just starting to get back into it. going to take um, the next month, probably. We're not playing a ton of shows, so I'm going to focus on writing. And just dropped an EP today. That's what we're here to talk about. yeah. yeah. So that's cool. I got a y'all ever had cabin fever? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got a little cabin on the outskirts of town, um, Nashville, and we have a uh, ear trumpet mic. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. 
Caleb's got it, but it's Caleb's been letting everyone use it. It's been getting passed around. Um, we set it up in my cabin one day and just me and a couple buddies sat around it and just cut it, you know. Just acoustic. Had to get something out there. That is, uh, that's the way that, uh, that I like to do things. I mean, when I recorded y'all, is that is everything of mine online, and I've got a, I've got a record back there I want to give you. Uh, you got a record player? Yeah. Yeah, I want to give you a copy of the Porsche hey, Talk vinyl. That's awesome. Because you, you hey, talk yeah. about uh, music discovery. Yeah. It's like just, it's a little snippet of like 2019, no. 2020 a porch talk okay heck right yeah. right when covid hit and like everything was shut down that's awesome i didn't shut down like, yeah, yeah. I, I i hit all over the south and like i was in garages and yeah. kitchens Dang. or you know wherever i've heard you talk about where, that. you know yeah, wherever yeah. they'd have been i was yeah. like set up let's play that's awesome and so it's just a it's a big music discovery piece awesome man yeah i love that and that, and that was something that I was seeing, like, during, like, that whole COVID. And I know, I think on the first episode, we may have talked about it a little bit. But, uh, man, I was on the Porch Talk uh, Facebook, especially. Uh, like, a lot of my friends, like, they're full-time musicians. Like, if, if they're not out playing shows and selling CDs and T-shirts, uh, mouths ain't getting fed. Yeah. And so, like, I was, I hit those guys up, and I was like, I will pay you $200 if you, and I'll give you the credentials, sign in on Porch Talk and play for everybody for an hour, do it in one hour live stream. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of keep that momentum. And, like, we would talk after it was over, and I was like, well, how was it? And they was like, it's not cool. Yeah. Like, you see the, you know, the comments coming in, and you can read them, but I don't like playing to a computer screen. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be with those people who yeah. are watching. I mean, that's the whole point of a show. Yeah, is to be in the same room and you know you get to feel what everybody else is feeling. It's it takes it takes everything away from it, but it's better than nothing. And that was the best that we could do at that time. Yeah, yeah, I know it was a weird time, and that was one time that I was glad I had my uh, my day job. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, good. Uh, not like some of my buddies that are hard up right now, but yeah, weird times, man. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely give that a listen. But uh, I mean, just back to uh, what's is the name of the uh, the, the cabin work tapes? Cabin and, work. Uh, I like that. Yeah, and I I made work tapes one word like an idiot, um, but I'm just gonna let people think I did it on purpose. I guess work tapes is two words, and it was late at night when I made the album cover and. But uh, everyone said it looked cool and was fine, so I just went with it. I'm with work tapes <laughs> being our word. I think you may have just started something. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it's like a glorified voice memo, you know, uh, work tape, I guess. Just some of my favorite co-writes from the past year. That, you know, we've played them live so much now, and we've had people asking if it's out. And um, I don't... I want to record another record here soon, but, you know, that always takes time, so I just wanted to get them out so people had something to listen to, at least an acoustic version. I've been uh, reflecting back on Cross Canadian Ragweed. It was uh, one of my favorite Texas-Oklahoma bands growing up, and uh, I had forgotten how they really got their start in selling CDs was, uh, you know, while they were trying to, they were young guys, they were just trying to raise money so that they could go to the studio. And so they would record all their live shows. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, like, and the ones that made the record, of course, the crowd was really playing into it and, uh, you know, singing along and everybody was having a great time. And uh, I was like, I wonder how many times and how many shows they played and how many times the members of the crowd had been there to get that experience. Yeah. And how long have these people in the crowd been wanting to have these songs that, yeah. recorded to where they could have it in a car or yeah. wherever they listen so man like doing it in the cabin like that with that trumpet mic and just having you you boys over like i'll put some respect on that dude yeah honestly it, uh to me the experience that i've had is the simpler the process of recording the better the the product i mean i'm sure if you got a big budget 
thing going on you can really get a a good product out of it but um, anytime I've put a lot of effort into producing something it always comes out like well that's not anything like how it sounds in the clubs when we play you know mm-hmm. um, and what I just released today you know it's not perfect it's we're all around one microphone so there's some times where maybe my vocals get a little too loud or but man I think it's it's good for what it is and it's raw and people seem to be into that stuff now which is exciting so is it is it uh strictly online or is there uh you got physical copy cds or i don't have physical copies yet but i think i'm gonna do a cd of some of those tunes with some of the other tunes from my old record and just get one package deal that i can sell at the shows that's a good idea yeah that'll that that dog will hunt too man um and that's cool to take like maybe what you did in the studio and then do those live tracks almost like yeah. they're back to back yeah yeah it's an a side b side yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah um, that dog hunt dude and that's like the one spot i gotta get merch and i gotta get physical copies um it, man it is a lot of work uh when you're being an independent artist i mean between the booking i'm really blessed to have caleb because um, he's like wears so many different hats for me he's like tour manager bass player sometimes guitar player um booking agent (laughs) he like he does everything for me um we always joke about me saying i don't pay you for that but the truth is i'm not really paying him for anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh yeah i love caleb he i don't know where i'd be without him i know Um, we uh Oh, go ahead. No, I just I definitely wouldn't be in Mississippi, but <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, just meeting y'all out at the McGowan retreat, and then just Dave's dark horse. I think about some of those opportunities, and I was like, I know we wouldn't know each other. Yeah, yeah, you know? I know. And that's and I, that was the first time that I had met uh, Caleb in person. Yeah, uh, but I I was well aware of who he was. I mean, he's somewhat of a legend when it comes to this town, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, spent so much time out at state and. <laughs> And yeah. making shows happen. Yeah, I think he said he spent 10 years in college here in Starkville. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a, a true character. I mean, um, yeah, the stuff he showed me has been, been awesome. Um, he's booked me stuff in Alabama. Um, That's what I need to do. I need to, I need to help get y'all into uh, uh, Birmingham and all that. Yeah, we'd love that. Um, get the contacts to you at least yeah definitely and yeah so it's been good I, I got some good buddies that help make it all work but between recording stuff booking shows and now I'm gonna probably focus on writing again hopefully try to get some merch that I can sell so that's a big place we're lacking um, and I don't know, but it's fun. It's a Man, lot, but it's fun. It looked great, and it was fun following, uh, you know, the pictures and videos that you shared, man. But uh, how did y'all go about being able to get some gigs out in Hawaii? Oh, yeah. So uh, my fiancé now, I got engaged. Last year was, like, just the craziest year of my life. So much had happened, and um, I met my fiancé, uh, Tammy, Tammy Lou. Just put out a song for her. Um, she's an amazing person. It's like hard to even explain how awesome she is. But I went to a Old Crow Medicine Show uh, concert at the Ryman in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I actually went with my family and we couldn't get seats next to each other. So we all were sitting separate and alone. And, um, and I got sat next to Tammy and she was there alone. And uh, it was just like, hit it off. I don't know if I believe in love at first sight, but if it's real, then I feel like that was probably it, you know. And she was just in town visiting, and um, she's got like a a little farm in Hawaii. She grows all types of stuff. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, she's got like any kind of citrus you could imagine. She grows breadfruit. Which is a really cool fruit. I know there's different islands, but it 
her place wasn't on the same island as like that fire fire was it no so that was maui, that was maui. Yeah. she's on oahu and uh yeah so she was good with all that she lives like in the rainforest practically that's what it feels like you feel like you're going into a little food jungle mm-hmm. um and her she's just awesome i mean um so we met and she was going back to Hawaii and we were both kind of like, uh, we, we went on a date the day after then she, we left the date and we were like, yeah, we don't know why we even went on that date. She's, you know, we live so far apart. Mm-hmm. Um, thought we were never going to see each other again. And she showed up at one of my shows that, that night, um, and we really hit it off and started talking on the phone and then she started flying to Nashville like every month to see me and um, we just really hit it off and a year later we're engaged and I was heading down that was my second time to Hawaii and I was like why don't we make a trip out of it and play some gigs yeah and my i have a friend from high school who is in like a surf rock band that's doing really well down there i mean it's pretty incredible how uh he started playing drums late in life and just kind of got thrown into this band of buddies and man they're blowing up they're like seems like the hottest thing on the island it's it's crazy wow and uh so we opened up a show for them and then me and Caleb did some little dive bar stuff, and it was incredible. Yeah, it was a fun little journey to go on, just following you and Caleb's uh, yeah. <laughs> little s- sprint of uh, yeah social media posts. Man, Halfway I was like, around these the guys, I was together. like, how in the heck did this happen <laughs> for those guys? Yeah, we got <laughs> we got Caleb a Hawaiian Airlines credit card to get some miles, and uh, we worked it around and made just enough money to make the trip worth it, and is awesome that is one thing good about being a musician right if you just so happen to take your craft yeah. with you might be able to yeah might be able to make the flight back a little less painless painful yeah exactly <laughs> and I, I also have to turn it off anytime there's like a vacation i want to do i'm always thinking like well i could book some gigs there and and i'm like but oh man now especially getting married i can't make all of our uh vacations yeah, gigs. And gigs. <laughs> I'm sure that'll get old to Tammy pretty quick. Dude, I, I'm that way, like, whether it comes to music or podcasting or, like, even business, if I can write that off as a business expense, yeah, I'm yeah. Ba- I'm bad about, you know, I've always wanted to go there. Yeah. Start looking yeah. into what's there and who's there and start writing people and yeah. be like, hey, I'm coming to town. Yeah. I was going to see if this is possible. And then, like, whoever's <laughs> going with me is like, I am not going to wherever and just have you out just doing whatever you want to do while i'm just stuck yeah well the awesome thing about (laughs) playing gigs is when you go somewhere it's not like you can go to a place and be a tourist but when you go and you play a gig you're meeting the people that live there Mm -hmm. and you're like getting a true experience of the place that you're at so that's the point i i love it but yeah we're gonna hit lexington for the first time this year um shout out to it man yeah west virginia uh, you gonna fit right in there yeah <laughs> yeah um columbus ohio um bristol tennessee we're doing we're doing a lot of dates i'm forgetting a ton a terrible memory my memory's insane someone last night asked me to shout out uh tory and destiny and probably five minutes later, I get on the mic and I'm like, Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony, and Derek, Derek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm always messing up names. I'm like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so playing a lot of shows coming up, and uh, hoping to book some more, hoping to record another album eventually. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much just trying to go as hard as I can before you know someday settling down i think me and tammy will probably end up settling down in hawaii um man did you ever have that in the cards for you when you was a young fellow up in philly no never (laughs) it's really uh would have never guessed it um 
but yeah man i'm very blessed uh got separated at the ryman man yeah yeah it's nuts what a story it's crazy um and i mean i feel like anyone going to see an old crow medicine show is probably a pretty good person um i don't know if i've ever met a bad one doing yeah. that. that's for sure yeah so concerts i mean concerts are great great places to meet people because you know if you got similar tastes in music probably have similarities elsewhere for sure um and yeah it's been it's been nuts let me ask you this man is as far as uh and this can be just this past week or months ago or however you want to take it, but as far as your, your influence, man, who's been influencing you lately when it comes to music or uh, maybe even reading? Oh, man, I've been, I haven't really been reading anything other than the Bible. <laughs> that takes like all my time. I've just, I've come back to my faith a lot in the past couple of years. Um, so anytime I'm reading, if it's not the Bible, it's like C.S. Lewis or um, Roll tight on that, dude. I've uh, and not even so much of like the Chronicles of Narnia or Escape from the Silent Planet, dude. I'll be like the problem, screw problem, tape, screw problem tape, pain. problem pain. Yeah, mere Christianity. Mere Christianity is like my favorite book. Um, and then we've been reading uh, Meaning of Marriage uh, by Timothy Keller. It's like a that's a great plug. Yeah, it awesome book. Um, and really like Timothy Keller. I've been getting into him. Um, as far as music goes, uh, man, just kind of some like, I went, I listened to the Dexatines nonstop when I heard that episode you did, um, the handbagby, is that who? Yeah. You guys were just, you just spent like an hour talking about the Dexatines and yeah. I was like, okay, I gotta check them out. Like, so, uh, it was like the Second time Ham and I ever hung out, it was at Avondale in uh, Birmingham. And uh, I had never seen the Dexatines live. And they were closing out this, it was like a, a five lineup. It was like a mini festival. Yeah. And uh, they were closing. And uh, I went. And I knew that Ham was going to be there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Ham is capable of missing a Dexatine show. <laughs> and um, I go there for the full event. And like we talked about earlier, I'm podcasting. I'm catching every band that comes through that yeah. just stepped off the stage. I'm like, get in the green room real yeah. quick. Let me holler at you. And um, and then here, about 30 minutes before Dexatines go up. And Ham's a tall guy. Yeah. And so he towers over everybody. And I just look out in the crowd. I'm leaving the green room, and I just see a head above every other head. And I was yeah, like, there's there Ham. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to watch this show with Ham. Yeah. And another thing about Ham, Ham knows every guitar part to every Dexatine song ever. Dang. And so, like, that's something else. If the Dexatines were to call him up on stage, yeah, you wouldn't be you able to tell the difference. Yeah. And so I, I watched that whole set with uh, with Ham, and they they got this big screen behind them, and it's got a uh, late '80s, early '90s, like Dale Earnhardt era of just Talladega, Daytona, yeah, playing in the back while they are just ripping your face yeah. off yeah. with these hot solo leads, and uh, I was like, this is it, yeah. And um, I got to see them again. And they only they only play like two or three times a year, but like during that summer, I caught them like two or three times, and I was like, I can die happy now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny because I started listening to your uh, podcast, and I was telling Caleb, I was like, man, I've been listening to Porch Talk. Like, there's a lot of good podcasts on there, and Caleb was like, I saw he just did a podcast with Ham. And I, I didn't know who Ham was or anything. And Caleb's like, you got to look up Shit's Crucial. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I listened to that song. I was like, this is hilarious. Um, and then I listened to that podcast, and you guys went on and on about the Dexatines. And then, man, that was just like a whole world that was unlocked. I got, uh, I got him a gig in Tupelo at a place called Amsterdam one time. And uh, he shows up, and he's sitting up, and he's kind of getting a feel for the room. And he's like... 
I don't think this is going to be a shit's crucial kind of night. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amsterdam is kind of like, uh, you can go there and have a drink. They have a bar, but it's it's mainly like fa- family dining. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Ham, you know what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm watching this show. If you want to do dumbass friends or shit crucial, I'm here for it. <laughs> but I was like, I can't speak for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, man, that's funny. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of some some other music I've been hard it's I recycle a lot of stuff I um I really like Adam Hood I've been listening to a lot of Adam Hood yeah um, uh, another Alabama guy uh, uh yeah I've I've had him on uh, oh, have you? I had him on the night before he went and played at the Grand Ole Opry that's awesome you know and he's from just outside of Auburn and he lived in Tuscaloosa for some years and um, made his way up to Nashville and is blessed. Not only does he still write his own songs and make his own records, but, you know, he's a ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and that's the thing about it. Like, you might hear, like, a Jason Aldean or someone of that effect, but if you look at the writer notes, it wouldn't be surprising to see that Adam Hood wrote that song. Yeah, man, and his music is, uh, I mean, his voice is incredible. Um but his writing is super simple, um, but I love it. It's like, just it's like he's talking, you know. That's some of my favorite songs. Um, I honestly think a lot of the songwriting I don't like. It's it's when people are trying really hard to, you know, be too descriptive or like. But the way he writes, I just love it. I love how it's simple yeah. and. To the point. It's like him and Jason Isbell are kind of one in the same vein. They're both Alabama guys. That's somebody I've been on lately. Like I, I'll go on Jason Isbell kicks for months, but uh, like his song Alabama Pines. Yeah. Now, granted, I'm I'm from that part of the world, and so like right when he goes through the descriptor, I know it's I can picture the highway, but like he doesn't go out of his way to no and it's true when you go through alabama it's like the pine trees for whatever reason just you're just like whoa i'm in alabama mm-hmm. like you just know it and uh let's see uh i don't think anyone is working harder this year than ryan adams oh i know what's up with that he just dropped like what three or four albums <laughs> four albums in yeah. january man <laughs> Yeah, I listened. I listened to a lot of Ryan Adams. Too. And they're not bad. They're, no, they're not bad. <laughs> but man, it's it's. I don't. I know that's the new thing to drop so many albums, but I don't know if it's the the right move. Just because, for me personally, when someone drops that much music, it's like too overwhelming. I agree. Like I know I haven't listened to all of his songs yet, on that he just released because it was just too much. Or like with with the four albums that dropped, dude. Like I've, I'm really connected to the two right now. I don't have really have the the bandwidth for the other two. Yeah, I just went to the ones I saw everyone talking about and mm-hmm. kind of listened to them. And um, but his older stuff, I love his older stuff. Um, excuse me when I break my own heart. That song, like the steel guitar and that. Mm-hmm. I come pick me up. Gets me. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Um, his whiskey town stuff. Have you heard any of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that stuff. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff is what what I've been listening to. Um, it's been tough. I've been juggling a lot of musicians right now, so um, I haven't done a lot of writing with a band. I feel like for a while I was writing for a band and. Um, now I've been doing just weird stuff like trying to play the banjo and um, so I really want to get get in a room with a band rather than just like loading up the car and hitting the road like we've been doing yeah um, so hopefully I'll do some of that soon because um, that's where I feel like there's so many times where I've just like sat in a rehearsal space and started strumming in a band we're all screwing around and i'm like oh this is a song like uh but yeah man so that's uh i think that's a good habit to get into and uh especially if it's a newer thing maybe you haven't really been playing with those guys or whatever it is you're just working with different people 
is if you got your little Tascam recorder or yeah. if, if you can put up a mic, record everything that happened in that room. Mm-hmm. And I man, you, you'll take it. You take it for granted if you if you if you don't do it. And you may record a two or three hour practice, and they're not may not be nothing in there but five yeah. minutes. But at least you got it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it seems like that's the the way to do it. Um, but also, usually, if something good comes out, um, I really think part of the art, the songwriting, is. Uh, recognizing good from bad compared to like having the talent to make good I think like everyone throws out crappy ideas and you know mm-hmm. but it's the being able to acknowledge what's going to resonate with people I think that's where like the real talent is I get lost in the weeds on that and I think a lot of times maybe I'm just being selfish with like the approach to a song <laughs> that I'm taking it's it's yeah. it's for me, uh, and then when you go to that listening room, at the open mic I have if it's if it's a chilly night we'll we'll bring it inside and so we're packed in this room like sardines and it's so easy to to try out a song that you've never played in that room because you can make eye contact with each person in there and you can kind of see oh this is not going how I wanted it or yeah. <laughs> oh that that line did work yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's a great like uh it's a proving ground for that. Like I can't tell you how many times I got done and I got back to the house and I was like, never playing that song again. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I mean, uh <laughs> my fiance, she seems to like all the songs that I don't like. And <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's a lot of songs I've thrown away that she's like, You need to bring that one back and um and then I'll play it with the band and then I will like it. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you know it's good to have different people around you to kind of give you feedback. Yeah, that's that's so true, man. Like I've, the, it seems like the uh, the songs that I really believed in and that I thought were some of my best, it didn't really resonate with some people. And then it seemed like those songs that just come to you in five minutes that maybe you don't care as much because you didn't have to work as hard for, I guess. Yeah. And you go out there and play it, and everybody's like, yeah, that song's awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. <coughs> and, yeah, that's like some of the, the songs I just released. Some of them are kind of like that. Like, I think uh, Nuthouse Blues is the first one on the record. and um, It's kind of about a man who goes schizophrenic and kind of lost in his own head or whatever and we kind of wrote it as a joke not really a joke but just kind of a goofy song I wrote with two of my buddies Mm -hmm. and uh, all of us started playing it out like my buddy Nick plays it out a lot and wrote it with Nick Halstead and Chad Bishop and Nick was like man people really like that Nuthouse Blues song (laughs) so um, but yeah all those tunes just seemed to resonate good with live audiences and um it's kind of why i was like okay well we can get them done these sound good acoustic and just do that all right on uh well brother anything else that we're uh, failing to mention no man i think that's it uh check me out on socials uh I'm starting to get my uh tour dates on spotify now so if you follow me on spotify that's, that was going to be my next question. Uh, yeah, you can see where I'm playing right there. And, um, yeah, Scott Levi Jones on pretty much every platform. So go find him. Uh, would you say most active on Instagram? Instagram, I'd say. Um, definitely most active on Instagram. And pretty active on Facebook. Kind of automatically kicks stuff over to my Facebook as yeah. well. And, well, check him out on Spotify, folks. That's Scott Levi Jones, and that is uh, the Cabin Work Tapes. Yeah, yeah. Very cool, brother. Thanks for having me, Alan. Yes, sir. All right. One, two.